0: Hey, everybody. Welcome into the podcast. We're back with another special bonus episode. Bonus episode. And today we are actually bringing you an unplanned bonus episode. We are as shocked as you are to be here today, but we're going to be doing something that we've come to enjoy, Brad. We're going to be doing a blind tasting today.
1: Yeah, Bob, I'm extremely excited about this blind tasting You know, we have this friend on Instagram named Bourbon Charity, and he sent us a flight of five whiskeys to sample, but he has a really cool story behind it all. Do you want to go ahead and share it? Yeah, so Bourbon Charity is actually
0: a charity that was started by this guy named Brandon Hunt down in Arizona. And Brandon uh, went through a a time in his life where his dad actually got diagnosed with prostate cancer. uh, And then a, a family friend of his actually also went through another chronic illness. And Brandon decided to raise money by giving away his bourbon collection. And apparently he had a pretty great bourbon collection and over the last couple of years bourbon charity has really grown and now they support 5 main charities they've actually had over 1200 individual supporters give to their various giveaways and charities and raffles that they've run Actually, a few months ago, they had a Father's Day giveaway where they gave away the whole uh, BTAC line, and they raised over $75,000 from 727 supporters on that one giveaway. So they're doing fantastic work. And one of the cool things they do is every once in a while, they'll send out these blind tasting flights to some of their Instagram followers. It helps raise awareness about what they're doing, and we are so happy to be able to help raise awareness For bourbon charity by participating in this blind tasting
1: yeah and if you want to check out more about bourbon charity and what they do have a chance to pair up you know one of your favorite things in the world whiskey with some great charity work Um, You can go ahead and check them out at bourboncharity.org. Once again, that is bourboncharity.org. So the blind tasting that
0: we're doing today was actually put together as a bottled in bond blind tasting. So all the whiskeys we're sampling today do meet the criteria for bottled in bond. They're all hundred proof whiskeys. And what Brandon does when he gives out these boxes for the blind tastings is he includes a picture of all five of what you're going to be drinking. You just don't know what order they're going to be in. So we do know the lineup. Brad, why don't you share with our listeners what five whiskeys we will be trying today in a random order?
1: Guys, I'm really excited. We have some great whiskeys lined up here. Uh, first off, we have Old Forrester 1897, bottled in Bond. We have Very Old Barton, bottled in Bond. We have Old Grandad, bottled in Bond. Next, we have 1792, bottled in Bond. And then our final whiskey of the day will be Evan Williams' You guessed it, Bottled in Bond. What really excites me about
0: this lineup is that we've already done one of these on the show. Last year, we did Evan Williams Bottled in Bond for like our second or third episode. It was one of the very first whiskeys we drank on the show, and we actually have two more of these whiskeys uh, slated to be on the show later this season as our whiskeys of the week. So we get to give a little bit of a preview of what we think of them now, even though we don't know what we're drinking at the moment. So when you listen to the podcast, you know that we like to score our whiskeys out of a possible 50. We have five categories that we score out of 10 each, and those categories are the nose, the taste, the finish, overall balance, and then value. Brandon has actually given us his own rubric that he wants everyone doing this bottled and bond blind tasting to follow, and that's basically just our first three categories. His are labeled nose, palate, and finish. So we're going to be scoring each of those categories out of 10, and our overall totals will be out of 30 for each of these whiskeys. So Brad, what do you say we get started?
1: Yeah, I've already poured out all five samples. They're sitting in front of me, tempting me to dive right on in.
0: Well, why don't we look at whiskey number one? Brad, what are you picking up on the nose of Whiskey One? Man,
1: I feel like this is a really classic bourbon notes. There's some caramel, there's some vanilla. Um, it, it's got a really smooth nose to it. Yeah, I'm
0: really interested to hear you say that, Brad, because I found this to be a really unremarkable nose. I'm not picking up much of anything on this except for ethanol like it's really really strong it's a little astringent i'm getting underneath that a little bit of fruit maybe like some pear but i feel like i'm gonna have to let this air a little bit because there's so much ethanol jumping off the nose of this for me
1: yeah i i'm getting a bit of that ethanol but no more than i would expect from a whiskey on my end so i'm i'm curious to give it a taste and see where we're at but i so far i really like the notes that i'm getting Yeah, and I don't. Uh, I really
0: don't like the nose on this. Uh, As I breathe in a little bit more, I'm getting a little bit of lemon on it, almost like a lemongrass kind of scent. Uh, But it's very, very subtle, and you really do have to fight through those waves of ethanol that are coming at you. I'm only going to give this a four on the nose.
1: I think I'll give it a six. I will agree with you in one area that it, it is unremarkable. All right, well, why don't we give it a taste? Maybe it'll taste better than it smells.
0: Okay, so a lot of those notes that came off of the nose are there for me on the taste. It is much sweeter than I thought it would be. It's pretty pleasant. Uh, There is some fruit to it. And I'm actually still getting that note of lemon. It has a really citrusy, tart lemon uh, note to it. It's pretty thin on the mouthfeel. And then there's quite a bit of burn, an alcohol burn to it. I thought that it was way better on the front of my palate than it was on the back of my tongue. Brad, what do you think of the taste on this?
1: I'm really intrigued by this it, it is a very subtle whiskey I'm, I'm not picking up a ton on the taste kind of like you said yeah I like your I like your observation of lemon that that does interest me it, it kind of draws out a flavor in my palate uh, yeah it's an okay whiskey um, yeah I will say it it does not taste quite as strong as I thought it would you know being it bottled in bond I, I might have been expecting a little more. So I'm actually kind of pleasantly surprised in that area.
0: Yeah, and then you get to the finish, though, and I will give my score for the taste, but at the end of the taste, um, it gets really bitter for me, but not bitter in like a, I taste the, the oak, the wood flavor, almost like an herbal sort of bitterness to it. And again, I keep coming back to that sort of like grassy note that I was picking up. I do like it. I think it's more complex than the nose was. And I'm
1: intrigued by it. So I'm going to give it an eight on the taste. I think that the taste is just decent. Um, I'm going to stick at six for the taste on this. Well, and then, like I said, the
0: finish is actually what kind of takes it down for me, because even though it is a, a different kind of bitterness than I'm used to with some of the whiskeys we've had, it still does take all the sweetness out of your mouth. It's it's a really unpleasant flavor that remains in my mouth for the finish, And there's really none of that chest-warming Kentucky hug thing going down. I think it's a really average finish. I'll give it a 6.
1: I'm actually going to give it a 5 on the finish. I I kind of agree with you. It really tapers off near the end of the drink, and I'm not very impressed. So I'm going to give it a 5, and that brings me to a total of a 17 out of 30 for the whiskey. And that puts me at an
0: 18 out of 30. So we're pretty much right in line with number 1. And I think with that said... Let's just move on to whiskey number two.
1: Now this this is a sweet, caramely bourbon. I love everything about this, Brad. Yeah. Do you
0: know what I'm picking up on this? It's it's really caramely, but right there with the caramel is banana. Really? Like it smells like a banana's foster. I, oh my gosh, man, there's so much sweetness coming off of this. And you know how I get about my sweet whiskeys. This is incredibly sweet. And like you said, Brad, I mean, there's really only two notes on this. It's banana and it's caramel. And that is more than enough for me. And I'll just say right now, I think I'm going to give this a nine on the nose.
1: Yeah, I'm going to give it a nine as well. This is an incredible nose to a bourbon. I'm a big fan.
0: Well, I can't wait to give this a sip, Brad. Let's go for it. Okay, I, th- I think it's still a little thin, hmm. but it definitely has more classic bourbon notes on it. It's really bold. I get, I get, I do get a lot of that banana, like sweet banana fruitiness to it. Uh, there's some caramel. There's some baking spices. I get a lot of pepper on this, not an alcohol burn, but like a peppery spice. I do think that the finish is better than number one as well. It 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 definitely gently dissipates as opposed to like immediately turning bitter. So the flavor on this thing is pretty great. I'm going to give it, I'll give
1: it a seven out of 10. I'm not going to lie, Bob. I don't know if I've ever been more let down from a nose to a taste. Oh, really? Yeah. It, on the very tip of my tongue, you get that caramel. And from there till the finish, I feel like I lose all flavor. There's nothing really going on. I'm really missing out on some of the things I thought I was picking up on the nose. I'm actually going to give it a five on flavor. Wow. Yeah, I don't think it is quite as
0: good as the nose was. But one of the things I really like about tasting whiskey and, and finding different notes on a whiskey is like when you think about if I say the word banana or if I say the word orange and you think about what it's like to taste an orange. What I find a lot of times is that I'm actually holding my tongue in a different position in my mouth. Because when you eat an orange, there's certain parts of your tongue that an orange kind of activates. And when I picked up on that banana note, something about the way that my palate just positioned itself, I can't taste anything but banana on this. And I do think that that is like the one consistent thing running through this whiskey for me. So let's go to the finish, Brad. I do still have some of those banana notes on the finish. But it definitely does go bitter. There's some sourness to it, which it's it's not even quite bitter. It's like a sour note. But I don't think that it's spectacular. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10 on the finish.
1: Yeah, I'm going to give it another 5 out of 10 on the finish. It it, it bitters at the end. It does not leave enough of a, of a taste. But all it leaves is this slight kind of sour note that I'm not enjoying. So that brings me out to a 23 out of 30. And that brings me out to a disappointing nineteen out of thirty. You know, when I started off with that nine, I was really excited.
0: Well, the good news is we still have three more of these things to go. So, Brad, why don't you uh, why don't you drink some water and cleanse your palate a little bit, and let's get into
1: bourbon number three. Man, this one is coming across extremely subtly. I- I'm not picking up a ton of notes on the nose. You know what I really
0: am am noticing with this one is that it's really similar notes to the last one, and I think that's why we're not picking up much, because there's not much different. This one for me is also like a banana bomb, but it's, it's different in that it's not caramely. I get more fruit, but less of that caramely, syrupy sweetness to it. It almost smells to me like a banana split like bananas and cream of some sort. As it kind of airs a little bit, I'm also picking up some darker like chocolate notes, cocoa maybe, but this one is another one where I'm kind of having to fight through the alcohol to notice the notes on it. So Brad, what would you give it on the nose?
1: I'm going to give it a seven out of 10. I, I think it has some interest. That I like that there's a depth to it. When you were talking about chocolate and cocoa, I, th- I think I'm picking up on those notes, but yeah, I'm going to give it a seven.
0: I actually really like this nose once you let the alcohol kind of dissipate a bit. Um, And it's because I, I just love the sweetness of it. Again, it's those banana notes for me. I'm going to give this an eight and a half on the nose.
1: Well, let's give it a sip and see what we got.
0: Yeah, this one actually seems pretty consistent from the nose to the taste. I'm getting banana and I'm getting fudge, like hot fudge. It's really nice, actually. There's a lot of spice throughout. But there was very little burn from the alcohol, and I really like that in a bottled and bond because sometimes I think it can be really alcohol forward. So I thought that this was a really solid, consistent flavor all the way through.
1: Yeah, I would agree with you. I'm going to give it a eight on the palate. I, I think that there's a lot of good flavor going on here. And the depth that I was picking up with on the nose has definitely carried through. I'm noticing some nice citrusy flavors, a little bit of that sweetness of a banana. And like you said, there's like that good cocoa flavor that just really powers it through your mouth. Yeah, I'm definitely not picking
0: up the citrus, but it is reminding me of certain foods that I've eaten. When I was a kid, we used to go to Steak and Shake and get milkshakes once in a while. And I used to do a side-by-side milkshake with banana and fudge. And this like this is reminding me so much of drinking one of those kind of milkshakes. And I love it. So, yeah, I definitely would give it an 8 on the palate. And I think the finish is pretty great as well.
1: Brad, what are you thinking of the finish? Man, I'm just thinking about how cute little Bobby Book was drinking a side-by-side Milkshake with his ma and his pa over at Steak and Shake. Yeah, that's right. How cute. That's right. Yeah, I really like the finish. Uh, it, it's the first one of our flight so far that really has a good finish, I would say. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give it a 7. I'm going to give it a 9. I, I don't
0: see anything in this finish that's really detracting from it for me. So that actually puts me out to what is, uh, for me, by far the highest score so far, and that's going to be a 25.5 out of 30.
1: Wow, yeah, I'm coming out to a 22 out of 30, which also is by far my highest score. Um, But yeah, I'm not coming out quite as highly on it as you are, Bob. Well, why don't we get into whiskey number four?
0: And Brad, I'll say right up front, the first word that comes into my mind when I smell this is Christmassy. It is downright Christmassy, In comparison to the other three that we've had so far, these the notes on this, I'm getting molasses and cinnamon and nutmeg and honey and then some alcohol. But it definitely doesn't have those bananas foster kind of notes we were picking up on number two and three.
1: Yeah, I'm really picking up on like a nutmeggy allspice sort of feel to this whiskey. I would agree with you. It does kind of smell like Christmas. I do think it smells a little bit younger. Which, like, you know, bottled and
0: bond, it's got to be at least four years old. But something about it doesn't smell quite as mature as number two and three did. I do still like it, but it is very, very different on the nose. I'm going to give this one a six on the nose.
1: Man, I'm just feeling nice and Christmassy, seeing as there's snow on the ground right now (laughs) in November. Right. So I'm going to give it an eight. I I really like this nose. I'm really liking the the baking spices uh, feel that I'm getting from it. All right, well, let's give it a sip. Ooh, that's smooth. Yeah, I'm really enjoying that. This one feels slightly more viscous to me. There's a little bit more of a mouthfeel going on. I'm really enjoying the baking spices that I'm getting all throughout from the palate to the finish. This is an impressive whiskey.
0: Wow, it's so funny that you say that because the very first note that I took down was the opposite of that. I said, this is really thin. Really? Yeah, for some reason, this one really came across as thin to me. I thought it was real spicy up front, and then it was sweet after that with very few sort of defining things about it. It was just spicy and then sweet. Um, I did get a lot of oak on this, and I think maybe it's because I was expecting it after the nose smelled kind of younger. I did like it a lot. I was surprised that it came across as so sweet to me I'm going to give it a seven and a half on the taste.
1: Oh, man, this is, I am really enjoying this whiskey. There's a depth to it that I haven't seen in the other ones so far. I'm going to go ahead and give this a nine on the taste. Wow. Okay. And then that brings us to the
0: finish. I think the finish on this is surprisingly great. There's absolutely no bitterness on this at all. And I really, really like that in the finish on a bourbon, especially. I really want those sweet notes to linger and they do on this one. So I'm going to give this an eight on the finish.
1: Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and give it a nine on the finish as well. I am loving this whiskey. I'm very impressed. So Brad, uh, why don't you share with us what your final score on this whiskey is? Bob, that brings me on out to a 26 out of 30. Wow. A 26.
0: I'm at a 21 and a half. So this is actually, I think, our biggest discrepancy, except we both really liked this whiskey. I thought this was really good. It just didn't have quite as much sweetness as number three did for me.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm okay with that. I really enjoyed the, the nuttiness of this one um, over the other ones. Well, that means we have only one left to try. So Brad, what do you say we sample whiskey
0: number five? Brad, what are you picking up on the nose of number five?
1: Oh, man. Do you ever feel like you nose a whiskey and, like, you can smell something distinct, but you can't quite put your finger on what it is? That's kind of where I'm at with this one. I, I It has something bright on its nose. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. floral or if it's citrusy or something, but there's something bright about this whiskey that I that I like so far. This one has some
0: components of like everything we've tried. So the first thing I noticed was vanilla. The second thing I noticed was banana again. And then after that, it was just like you said, Brad, it was these this citrusy note. I think maybe it's orange, like an orange zest, orange peel. It's not like a sweet citrus. And then some some baking spices. So it's this weird mix of really sweet, dessert type smells and then sort of more orange peel like potpourri kind of smells it's 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 a weird combination but it's not unpleasant
1: yeah i'm i'm really impressed with this nose bob and i'm gonna give it an eight out of ten
0: yeah i'm gonna go ahead and give it a seven and a half out of ten so we're pretty much right in the same place on this why don't we go ahead and give this a sip brad huh Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> oh, see now I want to know what you think.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. There there's that brightness is there. Yep. Um it has a different flavor than all of the other bourbons we've tried so far. I'm not really sure where to go with this. It has kind of that citrusy orange zest that we were talking about. Yep. Um it's it's decent. I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10 on the taste.
0: So, here's what I wrote down. As you were talking, just jotting notes down on what was going on with me. It's really sweet on the front. And I don't know if you're going to agree with me or not, but for me, it was really, really sweet up front. And it was the first whiskey I've ever had where I didn't taste anything on the middle of my palate. Like nothing happened with this whiskey. And then on the back end, it was like spices galore. It got very bitter at the end. I thought it was more bitter in flavor Than most of the rest that we drank today. And Brad, you kind of talked about how it was more unique than the rest. For me, it was just like really packed with spices and bitter. And it had not much going on aside from that. I'm going to give it a five and a half on the taste.
1: Yeah, for me, it's definitely a six on the taste. I'm right there with you. I think that my struggle with it is that I can't quite pick out any one specific flavor to like grab onto like a lifeboat. And that's not good for me. I, I, I'm really struggling to distinguish what's going on in these flavors. And so I'm just going to give it a 6 out of 10. All right. So what do you think of the finish on this, Brad? It's okay. Yeah. I, I, There's not a ton going on. It gets pretty thin by the time it reaches the back of your palate. Um, as I'm swallowing and trying to you know, pull out any flavors that I can't seem to find, there's not much there. I, I'm going to keep going down. I'm going to give it a 4 on the finish.
0: Yeah, I'm only going to give this a five and a half on the finish as well. It's mostly, for me, it's just like a lasting bitterness. There's not much spice. There's not much of a Kentucky hug. This was kind of an underwhelming one to end the flight on. So that actually brings my final score out to an 18 and a half out of 30.
1: And I am at a 18 out of 30.
0: This is what I always struggle with when we do a blind tasting because... I think five and one were the worst of the batch for me, but first of all, I don't have any left of number one to go back and sample again, but I can't tell if I, I unfairly judge number one because it was the first one we drank. Brad, do you,
1: which would you prefer between number five and number one? Honestly, I would probably prefer number one and those were my fourth and fifth ranked sample. Number one was my fifth ranked. But I think I probably would prefer it over sample number five, and my scores would indicate that. I came out to a 17 out of 30 on one and a 18 out of 30 on five.
0: Yeah, and I was only separated by half a point between the two of them. So they really could just be a draw for me as well. So my final rankings on our five samples were number three, number two, and then four, five, one. Brad, what was your final ranking?
1: At the top of the board, we had sample number four, followed by three, then number two. Then we finish it out with five and then one.
0: I do think that there was a significant drop off from our top three to our bottom two.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Sample number one and five definitely were a cut below samples two, three and four. But if you had to take a guess, Brad,
0: would you venture to say that you could tell what any of these were?
1: Oh, I have no idea. I don't
0: either, and I'm actually really okay with that.
1: Yeah, it's been so long since we had that Evan Williams white label that I I couldn't tell you the notes on that one as opposed to any of these other four whiskeys. However, I will say I am really excited that we will be drinking the Old Grandad and Very Old Barton bottled in bond later this season.
0: Yeah, me too. So what Brad and I are going to do now is we are going to go into Bourbon Charities' top secret voting polling booth and we're going to cast our votes for which ones were the best. All 30 people who are participating in this are going to rank order these and then they will release the overall winners in terms of how their votes went. So you know how Brad and I voted. I'm really excited to see what the general population thinks of this whole thing. All right, so Brad and I have casted our votes for our favorite whiskeys in this bottled and bond tasting and To our surprise, pleasant surprise, uh, we found out immediately which whiskey was which after we cast our votes. So Brad, the fun part of this is that I actually went in and casted Brad's vote on behalf of him. So he still doesn't know exactly what the samples are. I get to reveal these to you. Uh, Why don't we start, Brad, with the bottom two, which we definitely said were way, way worse
1: than the top three. Yeah, number one and number five were not good. They are trash whiskeys and you should never (laughs) drink them. Oh, we're just getting ourselves sponsors here, aren't we? (laughs)
0: All right. So sample number one was the bottom whiskey in both of our rankings, and that was Old Granddad Bottled and Bond.
1: Oh, man. That's not good. That's not good. We have it on the schedule for later in the season, Brad. Yeah. And it's crazy because when we reviewed the lower proof Old Granddad, we both said, this is not a good whiskey. But I've heard the Bottled and Bond is great. So I'm excited to try that. Yeah. And, and the really
0: scary thing is that I keep having people tell me that I need to go to Kentucky and spend $30 on old granddad 114, which people really, really swear by. But now that I've had 80 proof and 100 proof, it is highly unlikely I will ever be buying a bottle of the 114.
1: Yeah. Sorry about that old granddad, but your time has gone. You old geezer, stop making whiskey. <laughs> so that'll be a fun episode later in the season.
0: All right. Sample number five was the second from the bottom in both of our rankings. That one
1: was Old Forester bottled in Bond. Huh. Uh, I'm trying to think we had Old Forester at some point on this podcast, haven't we? I don't believe we have, Brad.
0: Um, oh. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of regular Old Forester, and I'm clearly not a fan of the bottled in Bond either. I really, really, really love their 1920 prohibition style. Uh, It's one of my favorite whiskeys on the market. It's like 116 proof or something. It is just fantastic. And I hope we get to that someday. But there's something about the regular line of Old Forester that clearly is not doing it for us.
1: Yeah, it's just not hitting the palate right. Uh, I'm pretty disappointed because Old Forester is a big name in the whiskey industry. All right. So uh, my rankings went number three, number two and number
0: four. Yours went number four, number three and number two. So let's just go in order here. I'll go from your top one, your number one whiskey, which is sample number four was Evan Williams bottled in bond, which we tried way back at the beginning of the podcast.
1: Huh? Yeah, that's really interesting. Honestly, I don't remember what I gave Evan Williams, but at this point in my life, I can tell you that, you know, Evan Williams is living its best life now.
0: Absolutely. I'm really glad we got to revisit it because I think we had tried so few whiskeys at that point. And now we're, we're able to kind of compare against each other. I'm glad Evan Williams is holding up well. It was my third place. It was your first place. So I'm going to go to the one that was in second place for me, third place for you. And that was sample number two. And that one was very old Barton 100. Hey, very old Barton. Let's go. Listen, man, we re- we tried the 80 proof. And over the course of this season, Brad, I actually have built into the schedule Very Old Barton 86, Very Old Barton 90, and Very Old Barton 100. So we'll be revisiting this very whiskey and both of its brothers that we haven't tried in the near future.
1: Man, we're just sloshing our way through that whole lineup. I know. So that only leaves one left. My number one, Brad's number two, which was 1792 Bottled in Bond. Huh. Yeah, that's really interesting. I don't think I've ever had anything by 1792. I was very, very impressed with it, though. Yeah, I was, too. And I actually had tried the regular 1792 a few years ago.
0: Really wasn't a fan of it. But this hundred proof, something about it. It was it was sweet, but it was complex. I know you made fun of me for all of the notes of banana that I kept talking about, but I really, really loved this whiskey.
1: B-A-N-A-N-A-S. It's bananas. 1792 is bananas.
0: First of all, let me say thank you to Bourbon Charity for including us in this.
1: Yeah. And once again, if you want to check out more of what Bourbon Charity is doing, it's really great stuff. Please go to bourboncharity.org. For the Film and Whiskey Podcast, I'm Bob Book. I'm Brad G. And we'll see you next time.